Waffles, yeah, we like waffles. Do you like pancakes? Yeah, we like pancakes. Do you like French toast? Yeah, we like French toast. Dip, 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 can't wait to get a mouthful. Waffles! Hello, good evening. Welcome to the Sports Waffle. Matt Myers here, as always, joined tonight by Jonah, Nick Owen, and back from his recent stint in rehab, Adam. How are you, bud? Yeah, good, thanks. Good to be back. Glad to be back. Bit of normality. So, come yeah, back. good, thanks. Come back from north. Been back up north. <laughs> <laughs> Jonah, Nick, how Changed, are you? Changed, man. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'm good. Super duper. Right. Been a fairly slow news week, but there seems to be a few bits to cover off as we get ready for the start of the NFL season. Um, and speaking of starting the NFL, is there going to be anybody fit to play? It seems to me that almost every fucker's injured. Jones? About another yes. seven went down today, weren't there? Yeah, the, the thing is, though, like we said a couple of weeks ago, that when you're not fully fit that one millisecond late or that half a second early or your body's not in the right position and 300 pound people hitting people that you know big big injuries are going to happen and is it Derwin James gone down again today yeah he's done for the year was it for the year is it yeah he's got yeah. it's a hammy or a hip or something so he's he's done so it's not not looking good um Cam Newton looked a bit of his swagger back at the Patriots. You know, so I, was, I wondered whether he'd dull that swagger down a little bit, whether Belichick would want him to. But he does seem to be sort of prancing around that uh, that field like he's uh, like he owns a joint, which I guess he does now. Nick, how are the uh, how are the Rams looking? Injury front looking all right? Yeah, there was a slight niggle to Cooper Cup, but apparently nothing nothing serious. There's been a linebacker today that has gone down for the season. Um, Trevon Howard, I think his name is. Oh, yeah. yeah he, oh, yeah. One of them um, One of them players who a name pops up and you're like, no idea who that is, and I'm a Rams fan. Um, no, he's... Um, we're already quite thin at linebacker and he was one of the ones that was pushing to, to maybe be like... Um, like a committee linebacker, so we've just got even thinner at that position, not looking good. But everywhere else, I think we're okay. Daryl Henderson picked up a little hammy injury, but nothing major again. And no COVID, more importantly. Yeah, there, was a, there wasn't there a lot of positive negatives or something or other? Fake tests. <laughs> <laughs> Set him up. Set him up. It's quite common at the moment, I think, though, really positive negatives or negative positives. I think just the sheer volume, sorry, the sheer volume they're doing. I I presume you're watching Hard Knocks, Nick. Yes. What what were you watching that on? Sky. It's on Sky? Yeah. I thought, oh, bloody hell. (laughs) That's tomorrow sorted. (laughs) How many many episodes am I behind? It's, I think there's there's three, yeah. So they're all on demand as well. So, oh, do you know what you shouldn't do? This is a tip for anybody that follows NFL UK. Don't just read the comments of the first three people. 
go a bit further down because all I saw was people going only on Game Pass. Nah, fake news. Sounds gay. Fake news. Fucking scumbags. <laughs> uh, I'll be honest. It's great. I'm not enjoying it. Nah, it, I'm not really. I guess there's I, I mean, less drama in it. I guess it's. Well, there's there's less of that, you know, when they go and they they normally find some bloke you've never heard of and then they follow him back to his flat and he's either like a concert pianist or a, <laughs> you know, Lionel Richie and hello or yeah, paints yeah. or, you know, do you know what I mean? Or he oh, eats sushi off naked women. That painted. <laughs> Is it a couple of years ago, the bloke that painted stuff was fucking dreadful. He looked like, who was it, Jason Pierre-Paul? That, no. Who was it that's lost his fingers? Yeah, JPP blew his fingers Yeah. Off. I mean, he looked like he painted like him, didn't he? <laughs> I mean, he shocking. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of like, I think it's not half as good because there's not the, the concentration on one team, neither one team nor t'other. Yeah. Oh, it's and Rams like, and Chargers, isn't it? Yeah. And normally, the only thing that spoils it for me is usually that you, you get like in like, you, oh man, I love that Matt Myers, who's like the sixth oh, string cornerback. He might make, he might make it, and then the week before the final episode, it comes on Twitter and it's like, oh, he's been cut. He's and you're like, oh, geez, because you know social media blows it for you. However, in this, I'm kind of watched I've watched two episodes, and I've watched Sean McVay throw a ball to a dog and Jared Cook play golf in his house, and I'm a bit like. Yeah, cool. I think they're struggling a little bit, aren't they? Yeah. I think it's like it, it feels like each episode so far has been like really, really COVID based and I get that that's going on, but it's like maybe the opening episode, yeah, it would be nice to see what they're doing opening episode around COVID. But then it feels like every time the camera is on someone, they're discussing COVID and wearing masks and like the Chargers camp looks, I'm, I'm not being biased, but the Chargers camp looks so boring. Like there's no character there at all. The Rams camp looks marginally better with McVeigh acting the goat, but most of the episode you just see him in his pool, like Jonah said, throwing the ball to his dog with his topper. Can I ask on this? You know, like this is this is this is as near to the knuckle I've got. You know, Martin, sorry, Jerry Adams. You weren't allowed to hear Jerry Adams in the 90s on TV, were you? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hang on. Where's this going? <laughs> Ten-second mute coming up. Is it the same with Sean McVeigh and they've got John Gruden to do the voiceover? He's <laughs> <laughs> just like, hey, knock on wood if you're with the Rams. <laughs> knock on wood. Oh, <laughs> uh, We used to have a coach. I can't remember his name. If anybody listens to the they remind me. And he was... Um, Every sentence would be, he would say yeah, so he'd be like how are we doing yeah we're gonna be okay yeah that's what we're gonna to do today yeah and it's like you're trying to get you to come back you just just say it quicker so we can go and play football um, just have a chuckle um, I watched um, watched a, like a little compilation video it was about a minute long the other day but it's all press conferences that Sean McVeigh has been in and he's parting comment from every press conference is the same thing and it was one of those. Um, the video you didn't think you needed to see, but you do. And it's basically just a minute of Sean McVeigh going, all right, thanks, guys. All right, thanks, guys. <laughs> After every single interview, no matter where he is, who he's been speaking to, always the same. 
that's one of those manager tricks you get taught. So my, uh, my degree had nothing to do with my job now, but I went to the College of Cakes, so I was catering school. And one of the things they college teach you... College of Cakes. It's not a proper name, but it's College of Cakes. <laughs> and we've got a nickname. Um, and There's a few was... tarts there. Hey! <laughs> oh, very good. Um, and one of the things they teach you, stupidly enough, is everybody that leaves, you must thank them for their work that day so they feel valued. It's like, I've watched them got a kitchen. Most you get told to fuck off. You don't thank anybody. Get fucking this, would you? So it was always one of those ones. I get McVeigh, we got that, that theory. See, at least that, um, oh, his name's gone. I went the bloody T-shirt. LSU Tigers, Ed, what's his name? Someone Google uh, LSU oh, uh, coach's name. But he always does his interviews. And he goes, go Tigers. Go to, yeah, yeah. It's absolutely. It's just, <laughs> His voice is amazing. He is, yeah. He is, you know, watched, uh, you watched Waterboy. You know the one no one can understand in Waterboy? He's <laughs> that, is that <laughs> character. He's like, oh, I think we did quite well. Go Tigers. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, just Google it afterwards. That's okay. amazing. His voice is brilliant. It, it is absolutely. Ed Orgeron. Thank you, Orgeron. And, um, but it's just, uh, it's Go Tigers. It's, uh, it's absolutely brilliant. Makes me chuckle every time. Uh, super. Right. Someone catch me up on old Lionel. Mr. Messi. It's not bothered turning up. I saw a Spanish kid crying. So, basically, he thinks his contract's up. They don't. And then La Liga have stepped in and thought, whoa, we can't afford him not to be playing in our league. And they decided <laughs> Barcelona. Uh, he's not turned up for COVID testing on Sunday. Sky have sent the most benign, benign, whatever you want, the boringest bloke in the world to stand outside the training ground to report someone's not there. And he's doing a phenomenal job of saying he hasn't come. Uh, he's getting fined a hundred grand a day. <laughs> Which is making Nick's pick of Messi to stay looking worse by every single minute. Uh, what the prop they reckon the resumption will be that he wants out, Man City will pay for him, but they're not paying the six, seven hundred million. They'll just offer Bar Barca a fee and they'll take it and he'll move. In a nutshell. It could be 150. I don't know. I'm Barcelona are skin, so yeah. But they could technically dig their heels in and get you know seven hundred thousand or seven seven hundred million. Yeah, if they really wanted to. I think it'd probably be up there with one hundred and fifty odd million. Yeah, mm. maybe. I did take the, the the little Spanish kid cried who turned to see Messi. That kind of I wasn't particularly bothered about all the grown men having a kicky fucking hissy fit. The young lad who turned to see Messi was a bit sad, you know. Oh, kids crying's the best part of sport. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when they when they get relegated. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Grown men that cry at sport should just be fucking shown the door. I'm sorry. Even if you win. Cries when they're happy. Yeah. Crying's a sad thing. <laughs> just don't cry. Crying's weak. Yeah. It's weakness leaving the body. Yeah. Is that <laughs> 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 oh, dear me. Right. But, Go on. Don't go against our message at the end. I was going to say, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Remember what we said last podcast? Ignore yeah. what we just said for the last 30 seconds. That last bit was most important. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jones, get on with your hobby. Right, F1 this weekend. What did you think, Nick? Um, I, it's starting to bore me a little bit now. Yep. <laughs> it's starting to bore me a little bit. It's it's like the need the the changes that should have been happening next year really need to come in like ASAP to try and balance the playing field a little bit because it's just the Mercedes one two every week at the moment. Other than the odd tactical masterclass by the Red Bull, there's just nothing else even close pace wise. The Ferraris are so far off; it's shocking. Jonah looks like he's learning to play ukulele in the he's background. He's got his ukulele. <laughs> and you might have heard this. Jonah is going to learn a new hobby every time we talk Formula One. Oh, well. When I'm cleaning windows. No, I think I agree with you, Nick. I think you look at, um, you know, it's... it's it is as good as, as over. I quite enjoyed watching Hamilton interviewed it after the race. Did you see it? When one of the, uh, I want to say, Susie something from Sky went, you're 47 points clear. And he went, am I? <laughs> like, I didn't realise I was that many clear. What the hell? It's like a proper you know, non-Hamilton PR reaction of, holy shit, this is, uh, this is pretty much done. Um, especially as we're going to two, you know, you've got Monza. Are we double-heading at Monza? Or is it Monza and Ooh, then there's question. another one? I don't think it's a header, is it? There's Monza and then there is, is it Turkey. That the, we've got something coming up. Anyway, Monza is just about straight line speed. So it's just going to be a romp in the park. Um, the, I think the only topic of conversation from what I've seen is the Albon-Gasly debate now as to does Gasly go back in? But if you really break... If you break down where it really is, that Red Bull, you take Verstappen out of it. Let's say Verstappen, like Hamilton, gives you half a second in a car. Yeah? So you look, Hamilton versus Bottas. Bottas has got the speed out of that car. Bottas is, is an average to good driver, I'd say. And Hamilton, if he links it all up, he'll, give you, he'll beat, was it half a second or 0.7 clear of Bottas he was? which is, you know, half a second in F1's an eternity. If you look at Albon to Verstappen, it's about the same gap. The only problem is that that gap for Alex Albon is then filled by a pink Mercedes, whereas the gap for Bottas is either only filled by Max Verstappen or there's no one up there to fill it. I think if you had cars in and around, I think, you know, the Red Bull's a bit quicker, Max would be ahead of Bottas. I think... Albon is doing a good enough job. I think Gasly was further behind. I think Albon needs to do a bit more on a Saturday. You're an F1 fan, Ad. What do you think? I'll be honest. I've only seen highlights recently and I got bored of it about two weeks ago. Three weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, Enjoy my I, there you go, find a hobby. And it is really unusual. <laughs> I, I really, wow, I really, I really enjoyed a Formula One, but it, it's it's not really competitive, and and it's just 
I kind of really lost interest. Probably last four weeks, probably a month or so, really, um, because it's just not really a competition. I don't see why. Mercedes have pretty much got the tra- championship won already. Hamilton, you know, they're telling Bottas not to race him for crying out loud. Yeah, and I, so, I'll be honest, I don't like, I don't like when that happens. I think it it, it undermines no. the sport. Hmm. No, absolutely. Oh well, that was F one talk. Just go back to F one. I did see, um, I want to say yesterday or maybe even this morning, that um, Michael Schumacher's son is yeah, being... Mick Schumacher. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. So he's, he's currently down in, I want to say, Formula Two, but he's hmm. part of the Ferrari driver program yeah. for obvious reasons. <laughs> Funny though, isn't Michael it? Schumacher's <laughs> son. But the the one thing they're saying about him is he's not won a great deal. No, it's the name he's, that's carrying him. Well, not so much that. No, no obviously it's, it's probably it's the name of got into F two. You yeah. know, he, he's got he's had some perks, same as Max has had. You know, yeah, yeah. Doss has got some connections in Formula One that's got him into the Red Bull driver program. You know, it's what happens with everything. For Christ's sake, Daddy Stroll's bought his son a team. <laughs> um, but the one thing it seems with, with Mick Schumacher, from what I've heard, well, I've watched a few of them on a Sunday morning, is it's his consistency which is lining him up for a seat in the big boy team. Mm. Probably, probably replacing Kimi at Alpha. Yeah, it's Alpha he's looking at, yeah. Um, because whilst it's one thing being quick, a lot of the F2 boys are quick, but then they stick it in a hedge. Yeah. Mick Schumacher seems to be doing that, I'm going to start seventh, I'm going to finish third, I'm just going to drive solid in a yeah. solid car. Most consistency. Um, whereas you've got some of the other ones. I mean, there was a big shunt this week in F2 and some random kid, well, you know, You've got the other guys. I mean, you just look at Latifi. Latifi was hailed as the next big thing, and and Russell's walking walking him out the park. Um, so it could be interesting. I think yeah, it'll be, it be quite interesting. I just I think it was a comment that Ralph Schumacher made about his nephew, and I was like, oh, I didn't. Even, I, did, I don't really follow F two or anything. So yeah, he's, he's very much Mick Schumacher. Yeah. The other one that always makes me talk, obviously, uh, is uh, when you hear obviously Kiki Rosberg talk. He's from Finland, so he's got that Scandinavian Finnish accent. And then his son's got a really strong German accent. It always makes me chuckle. (laughs) Don't know why, it just does. Um, Right. What did you pick up on Twitter, Nicholas, about uh, Kamara? So, the... I don't know if you've seen the news today, but Joe Mixon has got his contract from the Bengals. He's been paid. He has been paid. Um, and didn't they come out and so. make? They also um, didn't they name Burrows as the starter in the least surprising news of the day. <laughs> I mean, does that even need need saying by Cincinnati? But yeah, Joe Mixon got paid, and he's been paid fairly handsomely for a running back. Um, but deservedly so. He, he is very good. He's probably my favourite non-Rams player in the NFL, actually. Um, Kamara is in a similar position to what Mixon was finding himself in. There's like there's three backs in the NFL. Mixon was one. Dalvin Cook is another. And then there's Alvin Kamara, who are all on the verge of end of rookie contract, start of first serious contract. Mm. And I think Mixon, I think Kamara probably, there was rumblings the other day that Kamara was willing to hold out. And 
now that Mixon has been paid, it's like you'd think the ball is in his court, but now it seems like the New Orleans Saints have basically turned around today. And as per source, whoever per source is, uh, the New Orleans Saints are now willing to shop Alvin Kamara. Mm. Interesting one. Where can you see him ending up? Who's a running back uh, away from Super Bowl? The Saints. Yeah, yeah, Saints. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tampa. Yeah, I, I could, I could see him fitting there, especially with Brady. Kamara is one of them backs where you can, you can dump the ball off to him, and he can do the extra yard stuff. So if Brady's arms not feeling up to it, then. You know, he's, he's, he's got the deep threat downfield with Godwin. Mike Evans is a big body target. He's got a couple of big tight ends. And then he's got Kamara. That would potentially push them over the line. And in the nice. same division as the Saints as well, it drops them down. So I could see him there. Maybe somewhere like the Bears might fit him. Um, there's not a lot of teams. That, there's, there's teams that it's are fair. running back needy. But yeah, Pittsburgh, another Pittsburgh's one. Um, no, they've got that... Um... Yeah. Connor. They've got James Connor, but yeah, I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't seem to be able to stay fit for any period of time. Um, he disappointed last year after a good season where Bell was holding out. So he's he's like on the hot had about ninety-seven in QBs in Pittsburgh last year. Very I mean, true. Yeah. The report I was listening to was saying that they reckon Fournette might end up in Pittsburgh. I'll say he could go to the Jets. Yeah, I've seen Fournette's been binned. But. I mean, Fournette would obviously be cheaper and like what well, in terms of trade and contracts and things like that. But I think Kamara's a class above for me. I mean, he offers he's more multi-dimensional. I, I think it's how New Orleans want to pay it, play it. And I I always think this with trades: do you want to get the most you can get, or do you want to not want him to go to a divisional rival? Yeah, I think you're giving mm. to someone that you're not going to play. So yeah. you kind of go, you know, you stick him in the Browns or someone that's absolutely irrelevant to the season. And you kind of go, yeah, you just go fuck off over there and they can pay you a load of money. I mean, because I, I don't, I mean, I don't double check here whether the Steelers are actually playing. Uh, no, the Steelers are playing different conference, but uh, they're playing the NFC East. But they sent they ship him to the Steelers. They don't play him until they get to the Super Bowl if they get there, you know, as opposed to, like you say, you might if it was a, if it was a second from Tampa or a third from Pittsburgh, I'd probably be inclined to take the lower offer and yeah. game where I don't have to play him. Would be my. That's oh, a good. It's a good theory. It's a very good theory. It's, well, we're on. Uh, there's quite. Go on. Oh, I was going to say there's quite a few teams that are like not running back needy, but they're missing a feature back, a true feature back, and Kamara, like you said, John, he is. You know, class above. He's in that top tier when he's fit. I think when he has a, what you've seen when he had a healthy season, he was a top three, top four running back. But it, it's again, it comes back to that running back position. A lot of these teams that are maybe running back needy teams seem to have a committee of backs that they're probably just going to ride two or three running backs mm. um, and give it to the hot hand. And I think a lot of teams are employing that now, which is almost devaluing the position it's and the thing is because he is one of the best at the position you probably do have to give quite a bit up to get him even though he's only got the year on on his deal the four net one's a weird one because apparently according to 
the Jags, they couldn't even get a fifth or a sixth for him. And I know Fournette's got some of, you know, he's got his detractors, but he's still a first-round talent running back. He was drafted in the first round. He had his best year last year, numbers-wise. If you're a team that's on the cusp, why are you not giving up a fifth or sixth round pick, even if it's a one-year rental? You don't get that. A high draft, is it? it's a high uh, cap hit there in about four million. Well, it's four million, but if he balls out, this year, potentially getting yeah. a compensatory pick. Pay the man his money. Um, I think his attitude stinks. Is probably why people are going against him. I think that's the, yeah. I think you know while we're on Mr. Fournette, the Jags do appear to be having a fire. I'd just like to point out as well. Fairly certain there's somebody on this podcast who mentioned that running back position is not as valuable as it was anymore. Can't remember who that was. I'll have to look back. <laughs> Um, Jags appear to be having a fire sale which again I believe we discussed on the pod a few weeks ago um, regarding the fact that some teams are going to see this year as a write-off and sell the house and start again and I think the Jags might be one of them there does appear to be Gardner Minshew left on his fucking own (laughs) him him and the cheerleaders play at this rate and DJ chat, do 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 do. Just in. <laughs> no, it's it's a real. It's not a strange one. I just think, how would you feel if you like? They've obviously signed some people in free agency, maybe maybe not a lot, and they've obviously accumulated draft picks. But they're now just kind of like, yeah, it's like they're just burning everything, isn't it? You know, they just burn it to the ground and start again. I saw a stat someone published the other day that. In the last five years, the uh, the Jags have had top ten picks. None of them are on the team. Yeah, you know that's an absolute farce. You know, there, there should be somebody's uh, head rolling for that. You know, if you get if you get one or two top ten draft picks wrong, well, that kind of happens. You get five in a row, I'd probably look at your draft board. Well, I mean, have they they've made money on made capital on some of them, haven't they? Yeah, the, the trades and all that sort of stuff. I think on a couple of them, but if you're building to trade, no, it's not yeah. like it's not like you're Burnley and you're buying a player to sell him on to make a load of money because you're a business. These guys make a shit ton of money by being better. You know, um, you get in the playoffs. Fanatics will do you a big load of merch and make a load of money off. So it's not like you make any any more or less money whether you have that player on your team or not. You might have to pay him, but you've got a cap. Some, you've got to pay that money every year to somebody. So you may as well pay it to good players. I'm just thinking, I mean, like the, the, with the Ramsey trade, they tr- they, they, got they got two, two, firsts, two, two firsts and a fourth. Yeah, so in that terms of sense. the Ram, that that's not a bad one. The Dante Fowler, they, they didn't make anything on Fournette. They've just binned Bortles was a a disaster it's a who's hit the last sort of five or six years draft picks are a who's who of the the raggy dolls the thing is they they, they did have a window of about a season a season and a half where they were a really good team and that year where they got the playoffs they should have beat the Patriots in the um, in the conference championship game had Blake Bortles had anything about him in the second half and the Jags actually ran the football more. They'd have beat the Patriots, definitely. But 
I think they, they had they, did they have a coaching change, but it seemed to completely just fall apart behind closed doors because the players were just like fuming. I think it was it Jalen Ramsey was literally kicking off with one of his coaches on the on the touchline in one game, so or on the sideline as it's called in NFL. But um, it, again, yeah, it, I'm fairly certain someone think, said that coaches are irrelevant in the sport. But <laughs> carry on. Tell that to Bill Belichick. There are exceptions to every rule. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on, Nick. Sorry. No, that that was that was pretty much it. I think they they just they had a small window, as a lot of teams that make it to the playoffs tend to find. You either literally have to blow it up, or you can tread water for a couple of years and try and rebuild it with some some players. You know, some good drafting, some good free agents. But they didn't have the the benefit of seemingly good coaching staff and good decisions being made by the GM. So I think they've just cut the losses on some of these players, got rid of some of the bad apples, and they're literally just blowing it up at the moment. Sounds a little bit like Wigan Athletic. (laughs) (laughs) You've sold your training ground, haven't you? Yeah, what have we not sold? To Preston. I'll ask Wigan from Preston. Why the fuck have I've got my phone on? I never have my phone on load, but I've got it on load just in case I get the call to to get the shinnies back on, pull the socks <laughs> up and uh, do a stint at centre-half. Um, so, right, on that then, you're a Wigan fan. Are you a fan of anybody else? Or is Wigan your team? Football-wise? Yeah, yeah. No, just Football. Wigan. Wigan. Jones, you're a United fan? Yeah. I'm an Everton fan. That Ad doesn't give a flying fuck, correct? I used to, used to be a Wolves fan back in the day. Wolves fan back in the day. So, could someone explain to me how the fuck James Rodriguez is ending up at Everton? The fuck happened to his career? Because he scored an absolute blinder in a World Cup. I don't know which one. Six and years it, ago. And then it appears to be... I mean, he's got to about Everton's level then. as he just sort of slowly dwindled away? I thought it was a yeah. joke when that came on Sky Sports. Jonah, were you suggesting he was a pothead then, or was that just were you just itching your upper lip? What? I was itching. Oh, no, no, no. Well, the Colombian marching powder. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to have a quick snort to get me to the Formula One section. Um, no, I, uh, I, I don't. I think he had the Dream World Cup, but he was incredible. And then Real Madrid went big for him. Realised he had no pace. He went out to Bayern for a year or two. They realised he had no pace. And then Everton's owners are after a big name, I think. And I mean, I think he'll come and he'll have absolute bags of talent and bits of ability. And he's not got a lot of um, tre- like tread on his tyres in that respect. But I don't, I don't think. I think he's a name, but he's not. Uh, he's not going to tear up the Premier. I'd be very shocked if he taught the Premier League. I'd be fucking delighted if he did, but he can add himself to a midfield with no fucking pace then. Lovely. We've got about yeah. nine of them. Super. I just wondered because it just flashed up today and I was just kind of like, how the, that just seemed really left field as a player, you know, would crying out for a striker, got poor Calvert-Lewin trying to earn himself a living and learn the trade. Um, so just do with someone to support him. Right. Could someone grab up the NBA playoffs, see where they are? And we'll have a look how close we got. Uh, 
Nowhere sodden near, I imagine. Oh, I'll tell you what. Where's it saved? Hang on. It is... Oh, it's in there. Oh, there it is. Lovely. Right, hang on. Let me come back to you lot. Where are you all? There you are, you sexy people. And then we will share... Right, so that was our predictions. How close did we get then, Nick? Who just Lakers, Trailblazers, Lakers won that, didn't they? So, yeah, we got Lakers, Rockets uh, and Thunder, uh, right game there. seven. By okay. the way, we are six for six so far. Are we? Yeah. Lovely. Nuggets six and Jazz. Six for six, and the Nuggets, Nuggets and Jazz and Rockets and Thunder are going to game seven. There you go. Tell you. Should have put some Nowhere near. There we go. Look it at makes it. a change, old, doesn't it? Old year of little faith. Exactly. Should have put some money on that. And I'm annoyed we didn't. It's only six from six so far, isn't it? We've still yeah. got a long way to go. <laughs> it's like all those guys that do um, the March Madness brackets. Still, a, is it a million pounds being offered up by some company for the March Madness? You know March Madness is? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, so those, uh, someone's going to win that money at some point, but it's a hell of a lot of the results to get right. Do you know the week of March Madness, what's the most common operation in the US? Any, any clues? One more of my random facts that I know. The week, be- <laughs> the week before is the most popular time for men to have vasectomies because you've got to spend a week on a couch. You can watch shit tons of basketball. <laughs> if, you Google, if you Google it, it's literally like they all have it the week before. They've got to lie on the bed all through. That's bloody brilliant. My vasectomy bloody hurt. Right. So we've done yeah, a lot. Water, how, 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 how expensive are they? <laughs> I'll do it for free, John, if you want, mate. I didn't pay for mine, to be honest. Um, oh, it's a snip, isn't it? Oh, you click. Where's the mute button? Mute him. He's done. <laughs> he can't talk. He's banned for five minutes. What a dipshit. <laughs> Didn't even see it co- Normally, normally, you see it coming. Ironically, leave the jokes there. But don't you start. You're unmuted. Don't you start. I didn't see that one coming. I just did, just, and then he, oh, prick. Right. Now. This was released earlier. I don't know if any of you saw it. I mean, it'll be a piece of paper because we're going to have to write this down. Jason, is it Jason Bell? Just checking his name's right. The uh, NFL BBC presenter. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be on this year's Strictly. You know, the Strictly oh. ballroom dancing thing. I know that's obviously not. But here's my question to you three. Of all of the celebrities, you've got I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. You've got Strictly. You've got, uh, what are the other ones they do? Dancing on Ice. Um, that one Channel 4 do where he breaks their bone in their body, ski jumping. Oh, the ski jumping, yeah, yeah. Uh, what other ones are there? SAS. SAS, who do, yeah, the Bear, Bear Grylls type thing. Big Brother. Big, Big brother. brother. There you go. So go, go with those five. So you've, you, you've got Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, Dancing on Ice, uh, ballroom dancing one, the ski jumping one, or Big Brother. Which one would you do? Gun to your head. Yep. I feel like I've literally done Big Brother for the last 18 <laughs> weeks of lockdown. <laughs> Very true. 
I'm what a celebrity. You do celebrity, would you? Nick? Nothing. Sorry, Joe, carry on. What's your what's your argument for? It's it's it's, it's the easiest one, isn't it? You don't you don't like I can't dance. I can't ice skate. I or Love Island actually. Oh, whoa, right there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, no. I... You, you, you want arm and celebrities? You just want to put balls in your mouth, don't you? Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd do that one. I'd do arm and celebrity. Nick, what would you do? Um, I, I do like the Love Island show, though. To be honest, but I would do probably dancing on ice. Quite good at ice skating. So, yeah, I'd give that a go. I'm not coordinated enough. Ad? Uh, I'd, I'd just do Big Brother. I think it's the easiest. The, the most money. Yeah. See, I'd have to do Big Brother. I can't dance. I certainly cannot ice skate. I tried roller skating once. I'm like Bambi on ice. It just doesn't work. Uh, there's no way my fat ass is ski jumping. I would be... Every bone in my body would break. It's hard enough work getting up off the sofa. And... For all the tea in China, nothing will take me to Australia. There's things over there, especially on old uh, Nick Spidergate. Um, there's <laughs> no, no part of me wants to go. So I see, keep seeing these things like, oh, this lovely part of Australia. Wife's watching this um, oh, Married at First Sight on Australia. And they go, these lovely places, and it's really nice places. And you just think, yeah, but there's shit over there that will just bite you and you'll be dead. Done. I'm going to go and sit in a Big Brother house for eight weeks and laugh at all the other idiots. Hoping not to be the main idiot myself. I'd be terrible on Big Brother because I pick my nose all the time. So, like, it would be a montage. Do you know what I mean? Like, 24 hours. The 52. John is picking his nose. I think he's got all the way to the cranium. Yes. If you think about that, I might go to Australia. My bad habits would be atrocious. My wife wouldn't like... mind getting rid of me for eight weeks. Yes. Eight o'clock. John is just deciding whether he needs a shower. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dearie me. Spot on. Right. Okay, Mr. Owen, Twitter knobheads. Must have been some good ones this weekend. What have we got? Oh, I need to have a think about who There's I was been... Hang on. Ad's been... not... Hang on. Ad's not done this before, so Ad, yep. what do you have to do? Nick's going to run through the Twitter knobheads. Yep. And then you've got to tell us who you would tweet and what you'd say to them. Ooh, what, anyone, celebrity or, or Go sports. celebrity, because I don't want to okay. tweet your mum and let you know what you want for your dinner. I need to kind of <laughs> aim for celebrities. <laughs> I'd tweet my mum. Dinner was shit. <laughs> She'd kill me. <laughs> Sorry, Nicholas. Carry on, sir. Sorry, fellas, my internet is being absolutely shocking, so I hope this remains stable. Um, but Twitter knobheads this week, so Lewis Hamilton, who he always seems to get these kind of people. Uh, well, as you will be aware, uh, sadly, Chadwick Boseman passed away over the weekend. Um so Lewis Hamilton did quite a nice tribute on Twitter after the race saying it's been an emotional weekend. Want to dedicate this win to Chad and his family. He was such an inspiration and his legacy will live on. 
I'm posting this image because we must continue to fight for equality. Nothing has changed yet and the battle continues. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. And it's basically a picture of him with, with the T-shirt on and also doing the, uh, the Wakanda forever. Um, John Dyer comments, It's ridiculous now. Hamilton is a top racing driver, but can we please now remove this BLM crap from all sport? Take a knee has had its day. So it's had its one day. Wow. Let's get that in the bin, according to John Dyer. Thanks, John, for that one. Dyer by uh, name. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine the Twitter thread replying to John Dyer may still be going on. <laughs> do you, fact, do you reckon it's it, it hit Godwin's law? It yeah? might have hit Godwin's law. <laughs> <laughs> have a look down on it, Nick. I bet it's at Godwin's law. We've got uh, an Alvin Kamara said six days ago they should have told you that I glow in the dark. Um, it seems a bit, maybe a bit um, like a bit of a subliminal message now, given the contract situation, but I don't know what, what he was referring to there. Uh, but Deontay says fuck all that i hope they made you great running back but don't act like you ain't got drew and sean payton and top three offensive line we never paying you close to cmc which is christian mccaffrey and long as the saints have sean payton they don't need you shaking my head i knew we should have traded you well that's what fan support's for isn't it Lovely that. I mean, you if you it's saw crazy, that, isn't it? you'd 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 want to. I mean, that for me is like if I saw that, I'd be like, well, fuck you all then. I'll go, no problem at all. <laughs> yeah, not a problem. See ya. My personal favourite Twitter knobhead of the week. So you all know what's been going on with Wigan. I don't know if you've seen the latest, but there's been crowdfunding. Um, which the target up to the weekend was about 500,000. And they've smashed that. They're now aiming at 750. And it's to hopefully when we get a buyer in, that money can also be used for more fan involvement to give the fan a voice. Because what they say now is at this level, at least, fans should be somewhat involved in not necessarily the decision making of the club, but at least have an input and have a voice when it comes to the running of the club. Um, so there's a massive crowdfunding. Loads of clubs have been getting on it. Um, there was a former Wigan Athletic player called Reese Wabara, who seems to have a vendetta against Wigan because when he came to Wigan, he was shite. And uh, he left, said some bad things about the club and the fans. Um and he commented saying, that fundraising is going well, I see. And he put a, a cup of tea emoji and a frog. So for anyone who doesn't know, that is the Kermit meme where Kermit is supping the tea. The, the, the kind of, it's none of my business, but, you know, supping the tea kind of thing. So Reese Wabara is definitely my knob of the week who I would tweet. But the reason I'm bringing this up is what what Wigan fans have done, and I absolutely love them for this, Reese Barra has his own clothing range. So they've then gone on Trustpilot and left so many one-star reviews. I love that. And some 
I, I mean, some of the some of the some of the messages I can't actually read on the pod because we we'll probably get shut down. But I'll send them over on the, on the <laughs> chat after this. But just just to give you a, a couple of them, um, one said I had a shot that hit the corner flag that was better quality than these clothes, but they've signed it off as San Sanmi Odalusi, who is a former Bolton and Wigan Athletic player, who again was a bag of shite. Someone has signed one off as Wayne Lineker. Um, even the under 18s bullied me around the pool for wearing this brand. There's so many. Um, personal favourite bought a jacket to wear into Brocket which is a pub in Wigan the Brocket favoured a sack of spuds and made me look a reach spanner binned it before I got to Cherries which is another pub the Cherry Garden don't buy out off this website completely written in Wiganese that one but there's so many on there and um, thank you for translating and the, the best the best thing was after the weekend had finished, Reese Wabara then uh, sent a tweet to like a marketing agency saying, uh, please DM me urgently. So he literally just had it up to here with Wigan fans just commenting on, <laughs> on uh, the Trust Pilot reviews. So my knob of the week, Reese Wabara, your clothes are as shit as you were at right back. Hashtag knobhead. Very nice, very nice. I am struggling for who I'm going to tweet this week, so you guys can go first. Jones, who are you? Uh, who are you tweeting? Well, I I don't know the fella's name, which is a not a great start. But did anyone see the interview with the Wolfsburg centre forward who's just signed for Chelsea? So she's like Pernell Pernell Harder, one of the stars of women's football, just lost the Champions League final, and there's about a video of about a minute and a half of the guy saying to her. So he joining Chelsea and he's like, I, I can't talk. She's going, I can't talk about this now. You know, I don't want to talk about that. It, you know, I can't. Why not? I, I just can't. Okay. But you're like watching women's football in England and she's like, I can't talk about that now. Why not? And this goes on for about a minute and a half. And I just like to text him going, she can't talk about it. Not bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's the cringiest interview ever. Well, Second cringiest into ever, but I'm going to bring him up in a minute. Carry on, you've got the floor. Well, in my um, oh yes, okay, carry on. of the week. Yeah, that's fine, Nicholas. Yes. Who's your tweet? Who are you going to tweet? Reese Wabara. Oh, fair enough. Sorry, I missed that one. Ad, who are you tweeting? <laughs> Uh, in the very uh, limited time I've had, it's actually something I saw earlier today, um, and it's, it's going to be Donald Trump. Um, oh, I don't know if it's bold. I don't know if anyone saw a tweet earlier um, this morning. Or, no, yeah, middayish. Um, he said people are tired of watching the highly political NBA. Basketball ratings are way down, and they won't be coming back. I hope the f- I hope football and baseball are watching and learning because the same thing will happen to them. Stand tall for our country and our flag. And I'd just like to tweet him a hashtag with three words in it, uh, with one word, four letters, starts with C and ends in T. Don't. I'll have to put a pause in if you've heard that word on this podcast. Well, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Nobody is even going the games anymore. He's just (laughs) an absolute buffoon. And he clearly, I just can't get over the, the stuff he tweets. 
and gets away with it. He's got no he's... concept of what's going on at all, has he? No, he seems he seems to have a little bit of a um... don't ever get a basset hound. <laughs> Fucking stupid dog. Maybe I I should get her a smaller bowl. But because of the stupid ears they've got, when she goes to drink, her ears just go straight in the water. Then she comes over and she's just pissing water everywhere. Oh, you, need to go, you need to get her a hairband and tie her ears behind her head. I do think about that. Between that and just getting rid of the fucking thing. <laughs> fucking dogs. Um, oh, I forgot who I was going to tweet now. Oh, I did have it. Oh, where's it going? Where's it going? Where's it going? Oh, just that was it. I would send a generic tweet to everybody on Facebook and Twitter that are posting up a picture of the little fucking run they've just been on because they've managed to do it in 28 minutes. <laughs> I love you, but all it makes me think is that I am sat in this house packing boxes and I can't get out to do anything, and it's making me feel more and more guilty. Stop it. That was my one. I didn't go famous, but every fucker's doing it. It's doing my head in. I've just run 27,000 miles in eight seconds. Fuck off. <laughs> Got up the stairs twice a day. That's enough for me. Right, Jones, it is time for the Jonah of the Week. Well, I thought this was wrapped up when John Rahm in the golf picked up his picked up his ball on the green on Saturday without marking it and got a penalty shot. And it just, you know, it was an absolute, yeah, yeah. It was one of them. And he thought, like, he just said, yeah, it was me. I can't, I've seen it happen hundreds of times. I just never thought it would be me that did it. And he actually won the competition on a playoff on the final day. So he wasn't that unlucky, was he, really? Um, no, but how... did you... Was this the one... Didn't he win the playoff with, like, a 109-foot putt? Yeah. Have you watched it? Bloody mental. Ca- ca- Hey, he could not have killed the Jonah of the Week theory anymore, <laughs> Stone Cold Dead. No, he managed to save himself. He got back on that boat. Fifth did not eat him. Um, well, technically, Jonah didn't die, did he? So, I don't know. I've never um, read it. Uh, <laughs> it's a good book. It's, it's a best. I always struggle with non-fiction. <laughs> no, fiction. <laughs> <laughs> so, has... Has anybody? I've talked to you about the guy that's out in Barcelona covering it for Sky, and he's just trying to make mutes. And has anyone seen the personality? Has anyone seen the where he's trying to call the transfer deal big and beg? The clip on Twitter. It's it's under. It's been forwarded to accidental, but accidental partridge on Twitter. It's absolutely grim. So the unluckiest person of the week is his cameraman. (laughs) <laughs> who's having to follow him round with does nothing. We'll share the link through our socials. It's, um, it's. I mean, I'll, wait there. I can play 40 seconds of audio. Go on. Let me get this in there. do 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 you should just, do you know what they should do with him? Just cover him in jam, throw him into the med.
Gabriel, uh, God, it's your uh, um, Eric Garcia and Gabriel. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Honest to God, has this boy been employed before? Wow. Oh my God. And this is like on the hour every hour they come to him. He's created yeah. his own shit abbreviation and then forgot which players he's actually included <laughs> in his abbreviation. I think he's got halfway through and gone, B for Bernardo, <laughs> E for Eric Garcia, G for Garcia. No. Nope. Nope. <laughs> no, no, not that one. Oh, not going to lie, I've done that hundreds of times. <laughs> Standing in front of someone trying to give them the pitch, and you're going to go, yeah, There's three things. One, two, oh, I can't think of a third. Shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's kind of where he's got to. He's got his first two out. He's gone, Oh, no. He stood there and gone, Shall I go with Big and Beg? Oh, we're going with Big and Beg. <laughs> yeah, I mean, those, it must be soul destroying to be one of those twats outside the. Um, the grounds on transfer deadline day and they go, and what's going on in Manchester? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking nothing. A couple of shootings and a stabbing. There's two blokes, I mean, it was funnier back in the day when usually the fans behind them just dicking about. Because at least that was the the dildos. (laughs) Now they put them at the training ground and it's all brim and proper. But you know, um, my favourite one ever, I don't know if you remember, but there was a, it was an oldish guy, I'd say he was in his late 50s, maybe early 60s, and he stood outside of Wembley Stadium, and I don't um, know if, I don't, I don't know if it was an England game, or yeah. it was like leading up to the FA Cup final or something like that, and he, it seems like he stood on like a step or a step ladder, ladder and it, you hear it rattle, and he sort of rattles with it. And then the next thing, he just gone like you disappear on the pod sometimes, Jonah, like exactly the same. And it cuts back to the studio, and um, I can't remember who's in the studio now, but he's like, "You, you hope that doesn't happen to you on her usually, but it did it was, just happen was, right there." It was Nick Collins because I, I bumped into him a couple of weeks before I, I was at out back of the stand at the United game, and he walked through. And I was like, oh, he said something to me. He said, have you seen team news? And it was like someone big had been dropped for some, whatever it was. I think it was Rooney had been left out against um, Real Madrid. And then literally about six weeks later, or whatever, he falls off this ladder. And my phone was lighting up because my mate was like, oh, mate, Nick's fallen off a ladder. And I'm like, oh, my God, is he all right? What's he broken up? Who's my mate, Nick? Oh, God, your <laughs> mate's called Nick. <laughs> found, found the link, Yeah. <laughs> It was quite an epic fall, to be honest. Very, very funny. Right, folks. Well, that is it for this evening. We hope you've enjoyed it. It's been a bit of a giggle. We should be back on Thursday previewing the weekend's events. We'll have Nick's picks and my you what, mate. Um, until then, we will uh, leave you. Love you. Have a good one. Ciao. See you later. Peace out. <laughs>